0: Hi, this is Michelle bringing you hope today. If you're a parent of an addicted loved one, I'm here to tell you you are not alone. And one of the reasons why I built this podcast was because so much of my time and energy was going into researching addiction. As a parent of a recovering addict, our son and daughter in law, the whole addiction crisis has been first and foremost in my life. And I'm a, I tend to be a little um, analytical. Maybe I think too much, but it's kind of like I have to figure this thing out, right? So in the process of my learning, I am bringing to you some of the tidbits of things that I learn along my journey. And today, I am going to be talking about denial oh my goodness, I found this article um, online and it really resonated with me and I wanted to share it with you. Um, This was actually um, posted by a treatment center called Azure Acres out in California and I thought that some of the information that they shared was just really helpful to me and I am hoping that um, maybe a little bit of this is helpful to you too, and helps you on your journey. Um, my my utmost goal for all my listeners is to somehow find joy in your life, despite the choices of your addicted loved ones. And I understand it's really really hard. So, um, and it's really hard, even harder. Um, if you have to wait for your addicted loved one to admit he or she has a problem. Um, And most of the time when they're not admitting they have a problem, it's because they're in denial. That child, your child might think that addiction looks like some staggering homeless man who's in and out of jail. And if they don't fit that persona, they might not really think that they have a problem. They think, well, that's not me. I'm just having a good time, and uh, I'm doing this because I want to, right? So we don't know where our loved ones are in the denial spectrum, but if we know a little bit about denial, we might be able to understand where they are better. Denial is tricky. It has many disguises. Its number one symptom is the denial of its own existence. Addicts who are in denial don't even know they're in denial. I talked to my daughter-in-law this past weekend, and she's almost 70 days in recovery, and she looked at me and said, How did you do it? How how did you get through and wait for us to get to this side? I didn't know how bad I was. Um, She saw a picture of herself when she was first admitted. Um, into the program, and she was horrified at um, the way she looked because she didn't think she was as bad as she was. So denial keeps good people in everlasting blindness, destroying any chance for a healthy change. It will fight viciously for its survival all the way to insanity, institutionalization, and death. It is not threatened by you trying to beat it by yourself. in fact, it welcomes it. The last thing denial wants is for your you, your child to join with others who are dedicated to destroying its existence doesn 't that sound so devilish? I mean so I thought it was interesting. Denial starts with the d and so does the devil and I never used to be one to really think much about Satan and the devil, but I have to tell you that on this spiritual journey of mine and of my children, um, I think that the devil is kind of like denial. It um, it hides and it lurks in there and um, stops people from welcoming a healthy change. So there were pieces of this article that I understood and pieces I didn't, so Um, I'm not going to sit here and and tell you that knowing this is going to cure your child. But if we can better lead ourselves, then we can maybe better lead our children. And knowledge is power. So maybe by understanding a little bit about denial, we can help ourselves cope. And um, I think our kids always look to us to lead them even though when they're in denial, they might not realize it. Maybe post recovery, they will see that. So most experts in the substance abuse field say that there are different types of denial and different stages. Today, we're gonna talk to our son's counselor about what stage of denial he thinks our son is in because um, they can still want help and still be in pieces of denial. So we don't, we don't know what that looks like, but um, we have a feeling we know. Type A denial is when a person sees, understands, and knows they have a definitive problem. But when they're confronted about it, they deny it, they outright lie or dis, are dishonest about having one. One reason they do this might be their fear of recovery. I think our daughter-in-law probably knew she had a problem, but she was denying it and lying about it because, I didn't know this till recently, but she had been in a rehab facility years ago. It was Scientology-based, and they scared her. It was horrifying. It was traumatic. They didn't... Facilitate any meetings of any sort, and they use scare tactics. So, when she became sober after five months, it was only because she was so afraid to use for fear of what they would do to her that she was scared not to use. But in the transition, she never had a spiritual transition, so it didn't last her um, sobriety couldn't last because it wasn't based on faith it was based on scare tactics so type a is when they lie about it they're dishonest even though they know type b is when a person is either partially or totally blind to a problem they have through a hundred forms of self- Deception, rationalization, justification, excuse making. A person can actually believe that they don't have a problem when everyone else sees that they they do. Everybody else sees that it's obvious. Um, maybe they they are dis they are honestly dishonest, or they're by their blindness. So somebody like this. Um, might a person like this might be a functioning addict where they think, well, I don't have a problem because I'm still going to work. I'm still functioning. Um, I just drink because I like to, or whatever their reason, they don't see that it's getting in the way of a more successful life. So let me just explain to, um, that once, once a person starts rehab and gets sober, they might look back on their life and think, wow, how could I have not seen? How could I have been so blind to not see my addiction? Well, there are different stages of denial that I want to talk about too. Um, but before I go into, into these, there, there are two different kinds. And one is an intellectual... And a spiritual denial, and there is a difference. Intellectual denial is a lack of understanding. A lack of understanding. Sometimes it's in the semantics or the definition of addiction. It's when a person thinks, um, like I used to think, that alcoholics were degenerates who lived on skid row, and they were at the corner street corners, panhandling, and they drank cheap wine. Um, and maybe they were homeless but anyone who still works, support a family, pays the bill lives in a nice house, couldn't possibly be an alcoholic, right? And so um, there is a clear definition issue where um, one person intellectually can think of addiction semantically different than somebody else. So um You know, if you have somebody who, even even a physician, I was reading the other day that there was a physician who was addicted to opioids, and maybe that person um, didn't see himself or maybe his wife didn't see him with identifying him as a drug addict because he was functioning. Um, and so sometimes when people um, understand better understand the definition um, of what, and, uh, addiction looks like they um, they change. You know, there. That's an intellectual denial. A spiritual denial is different. This person hasn't internalized this new truth about themselves. Um, it's like a deeper level of understanding. And this is a process. It takes time to believe it in your child's heart. We can see. We can't. We can't see whether our son or daughter believes this spiritually about himself because it's their innermost self, and if they don't share that essential ingredient into the dialogue, um, we, we don't necessarily know. Um, and as a side note. As a mother of of an addicted loved one, I don't believe there's anything we can do to reveal this to our child, right? I wish there was a curtain we could just open and say, here, I want to show you something. Um, This is what I see because only, only, only in their journey can their uh, denial be revealed to them. And again, it's that patience where we have to sit by and wait um, it Used to be that our son would say, "Well, alcohol is not my thing," so, you know, I guess I could, I could have a drink and it's no problem. Now he can say, "No, um, it's it's really likely that if I don't use meth, I could possibly switch to alcohol." So I can't say that anymore. Addiction is addiction, and I have to be aware that um, it goes, it goes deeper than what substance i am using so stage 1 of denial is when a person truly does not believe that they have the disease of chemical addiction they may accept being addicted to particular drugs but still deny having the illness they also could deny having a problem with drugs in spite of overwhelming evidence to the contrary Another considers themselves to be a drug abuser, but not chemically dependent. They don't accept that they have an illness. So this is like stage one. Um, and so I think of this as maybe that child who goes to rehab because their mother or father want them to go. Um, maybe they go to escape a jail sentence, right? Or know that if they don't go, they're going to end up being arrested by the police. So... They don't really go. They go to rehab because they know that they're chemically dependent, but they don't look at themselves as if it's a disease that has um, deeper roots, if you will. So, overcoming stage one, how can they overcome this? Um, I want to. I want to ask you a seemingly unrelated question. Have you ever kept a log of everything you eat or drink in one day? An honest meal journal where you just don't miss a thing. And then at the end of the week or after a couple days, you go back over it and you're like, oh my goodness, I eat or drink a lot of sugar or fructose, corn syrup. Uh, And you think, wow, no wonder why I'm packing on the pounds. Or I'm addicted to sugar. So my point is, until you take the time to look at yourself introspectively, you might not realize how much sugar or salt or chocolate or whatever it is that you're eating. Uh, for me, I like a glass of red wine in the evening, and it's contributing to weight gain because it's a sugar fix for me. And I'm, I'm trying to um, come to terms with that in my own life, where if I want to stay thin, I need to... Um, think about you know drinking more water with a lemon in the evening or something, but once you know it takes it takes us um, an honest journaling or honest introspect at our lives to actually see where um, where maybe we have these problems. So your son or daughter might be at different stages of denial in their recovery but again there's nothing you can change um, for them and there's nothing that um, we can do to hurry up their level of denial um, unfortunately and I, I encourage you to look into this whole arena of denial so that you better understand the different stages of it And maybe in understanding the stages of it, you will understand why your son or daughter may relapse. Um, Depending on where they are in their stages, could depend on uh, how often they relapse or even if they relapse. I don't know. I don't know that for sure. I don't know anything. But what I do know is that God is putting me on this journey for a reason. And when I listen to him and I'm in the Word, I believe that he is expecting me to share my journey with others who could possibly benefit from that. So I'm here today to just share that, go out there and look for more resources on the levels of denial in addiction and recovery And maybe it will bring you hope. Maybe your son or daughter is in recovery right now and you believe that finally they are spiritually in the stage where they realize they have a disease and they realize exactly how to combat that um, and stay the course. And if you're so lucky, if you're so blessed, um, tell your child how proud you are. Of him. Let them know that this is the hardest thing they'll ever do but that you want to love them along their journey and hold their hand. We can't take away their pain but we can see them through it and encourage them and be their cheerleader be their fan. So God bless. I hope that you are encouraged today and um, if so reach out to me and let me know how I can pray for you. God bless.